0: Everybody. welcome back to latitude with 43 north um today we're really excited to bring on our guest John from a small studio based in Cleveland John was recently in Buffalo just a week ago to talk to our founders about some marketing and branding tips so we're gonna bring those tips on over to you as well and talk through some things that might be able to help you in your business so welcome John
1: hey thank you for having me what's up everybody <laughs>
0: Thanks for being here. Thanks for making time with us again. I know you spent a lot of time with us in Buffalo last week, um, but can you just for our listeners start off a little bit by telling us who you are and what you do?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, my name is John Johnson. I am from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm passionate about building communities and, and helping people understand who they are so that they can more purposefully engage the communities that they're involved in. Um, I'm principal of a small studio which we are literally a small studio, but that's also our name and we focus on building identities and digital systems for emerging startups, emerging creators, emerging leaders, um, branding and product design for uh, more simple terms.
0: That's great. I love how how you're so narrowed in on what you do um, for, to help these businesses. I feel like a lot of agencies try to do everything and they try to be everything for everybody. So it's really special that you have your little niche there. But can you tell us a little bit more about a small studio? How did you get started? What I You had a little bit of a career change, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I'm a trained architect. I got my master's in architecture and my MBA at Kent State University. And... Um it was in architecture that I realized that I have a passion for community and bringing people together and and just causing people to collide with one another all of my buildings that I designed in school just caused people to just come together um and I guess flash forward I practiced architecture for a little decided I didn't want to be an architect any longer um went into the startup ecosystem built a startup uh, for about two years that ended up failing, um, and learned a lot. right? Uh, but what I learned from that startup, uh, which was a mobile app is how to build a brand, how to build a community. Um, and that's what I realized I was really good at. So then I started helping founders, uh, mostly social enterprise founders understand who they are and helping them start, um, and found a passion for that. And it's interesting that you said that most, agencies try to do everything for everyone. Um, I was working at a nonprofit called seed spot and we worked with a big agency uh, called big fish. And, um, I just saw how much money they charged for the work that they did. I saw how they did what they did. And honestly, I just felt like a lot of entrepreneurs needed more, um, more help and more access to the work that we were doing, um, or that we, that, that work that we ended up doing at a small studio. And, and that's how we started actually Um, started in 2017 with my buddy, Troy Thomas, who's still a partner at the studio. And we decided that we wanted to help entrepreneurs start Um, as simple as that. And we built a small studio intentionally and named it a small studio intentionally with all lowercase because it wasn't about us we wanted to be a small studio and we wanted to make it about our clients right those we served um the people that we empowered and um we started off just focusing on branding um branding slowly evolved into identity work through the work that we were doing with these founders and realizing that there was so much more to their story than just their business and i really started focusing on how to dig under the surface to help those founders, you know, uncover their stories, uncover the things that make them unique, the perspectives that they have that are unique and that translated into the work that we've been able to design at a small studio which isn't just make a logo that's different or build a product that's cool, whereas like no, like let's translate who this person or this group of people are into the marketplace and that's uh, that's how we started and here we are five years later.
0: With the amount of startups and emerging companies that 43 North works with, we now have 64 companies in our portfolio. And when they get to us, as you know, from working with our Y7 company, Share, they come in and they usually have, they think they have their branding figured out and they have a logo and sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not so good, but they're pretty established and they think they know who they are. So how many of these companies come to you and say, do they say, I need a logo or do they come with to you and and think that they have something really great and just ask you to um, ask you to revive it a little bit. What what kinds of companies do you usually see when you guys start those early conversations?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I'd, I'd say that I'm pretty much the gatekeeper to a small studio. <laughs> so all of the requests come through me and I'd say 80%, maybe 90% are requests for a logo. I need a logo. And that's why the talk that I gave at the fireside Chat was more than a logo. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate those requests, so if you're listening, please don't reach out to me." (laughs) I'm like, oh, another one. Um, And it's okay though because honestly, sure, sure, you know, they came to me saying that they needed to find a product designer and I'm always willing to help. I love that. That's actually why I came to 43 North and gave that fireside chat. I love helping these founders through their problems because there's so many problems. But it's when they say I need a logo, I feel it, I feel like is it it triggers me because what they're saying is that I need a symbol to represent what I'm doing. Right. And I'm like, okay, my next question usually when they ask me that question or say they need a logo is okay, well, who are you? And typically they will respond with what their business does and the the services. Pitch. Yeah, yeah, the elevator pitch and um or which I just got this email yesterday or they respond with the details of their project, what they need a logo for whether it's a booklet or a website and they give me the full scope of work and their budget. And I'm like, Oh, Oh gosh, you're talking, you're talking to the wrong person now. Um, so I say that that's probably 85% of the of the people that come to me, probably 50% of those people I usually am able to help you know, move past and gain another understanding of how to approach this logo design work and what a logo is and probably another 50% I'm able to actually, you know, work with them and elevate what they thought they needed into something that they truly needed, which is a brand identity, right? And they do the work with me and next thing you know, they have a blueprint of who they are and what they're attempting to do so that they can go and find a freelancer to, design their logo if they want to, or find a web developer or a marketer, right? Or go out and raise capital, so on and so forth, right? It's just, they're much more empowered. Um, On the flip side of that, the 10%, there are some people out there, and I'm seeing this this number grow more and more every single day. There are some leaders out there that understand the value of an authentic brand, um, the value of an identity the value of their perspective and knowing that their perspective is unique and how they see the world is unique. That's where I, you know, truly light up when I hear the, you can, you know, when it's those people because of the email that they craft or the phone call that they, you know, that we have when we first meet, they know it's way more than just a design project or a logo or a website. They know it's so much more and they're willing to go on that journey. With us and that's that's who i love to work with but you know hey you gotta you gotta educate people sometimes
0: absolutely so you you came and you educated our our founders primarily our y8 cohort on more than just a logo that was your talk so Of course that was an extensive conversation but in a much more condensed version can you just tell our listeners why your branding is more than a logo so why why is it those requests that just kind of make you shake your head and and why is it important for businesses especially high growth companies to to solidify their branding and their identity as an identity for their their startup
1: yeah well to synthesize it uh yeah, I, t- I talked about what a logo was. Um, and let me let me make sure I get this correct. A logo is a graphic mark, emblem, symbol, or stylized name used to identify a company, organization, product, or brand. Right? Um, a graphic mark, emblem, symbol, or stylized name used to identify. So I I started with just an example of the the. The average cost of a logo, you know, from Ninety Nine Designs is between I think 300 dollars. Okay, and on Ninety Nine Designs website, they they have a sheet of their um, their services, and the 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 cheapest service that they have is a a, a they say they have a preface where they say um, for companies who don't mind having a generic logo. <laughs> And I started with this because if you think about what an identity is, right? um, An identity is a unique composition of experience and attributes that help somebody understand or others understand who a person truly is, right? A unique composition of experiences and attributes. So if your logo is used to identify you, and your company, especially early stage founders who don't have a huge team yet, right? They don't have, you know, a bunch of products and services, usually one product, one service and they're the face, right? They're the one out there marketing. If a logo is used to identify you, right? And you decide to go for a generic logo, what you're saying is that you are generic, <laughs> right? And so, I just wanted to break down the the- the, the substance of what a logo is, right? And I did that because I think that we, we as founders, you're gonna put your time, your sweat, your energy, you're gonna take time away from your family, right? Your friends to do this work and to build this company and build this organization. Why not reflect who you are truly, You're authentic, self, right? And people talk about authentic self all the time, right? But what I say is, uh, what if who you are and your identity could be that main differentiator that makes you unique in the marketplace instead of spending a bunch of money on marketing and, you know, trying to create something different. It's like, what's different is right here inside of you. And all you got to do is reflect a little bit more, spend time asking yourself those questions. Who am I? right? What is unique about me? What unique experiences have I gone through? What's my personality? What's my values, right? And not just as a business, but as an individual, right? And that's where identity architecture came about. And that's what I wanted to share with all of your founders is, you know, I define identity architecture as the art and practice of uncovering your unique perspective that motivates and cultivates engagement. So, I believe that by reflecting on who you are as an individual, as a founder, as a leader, as whatever you want to call yourself, it's going to help motivate you and help you better engage with your work, your services, your your team, your employees, your your um your clients, right, your community. And on the flip side, if by understanding your unique perspective and un- uncovering that more and more and more, right, it now also motivates your clients. And your customers and your communities to more to engage with you because there's that you've you've done the work, right? And you're authentic, and people understand if somebody's authentic or not, right? Absolutely. I like to say that authenticity can only be said by somebody else. You can't say you're authentic; only somebody else can say, like, "Oh yeah, you're genuine, you're authentic," right? Um, so that's that's high level what I what I shared with your with your cohort on Thursday.
0: Awesome. So then with that, once a, once a company has their branding and their identity kind of figured out, what role does that play in storytelling for their businesses? You kind of mentioned that already in engaging with the communities, but um, can you just elaborate a little bit further on how their their brand really helps tell the story of who they are and what they do when they're marketing to their audiences?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's as simple as once you once you've done the necessary work to reflect on who you are and are able to now translate that and align that with the work that you're doing, the services that you're providing or the products that you're building, you now can tell a more unique story. <laughs> right. The more work you do on yourself, the more unique you become because you're not just a part of the general population or yes, the general generic ex- story. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I like to, when I do this work with my clients and different workshops, I say, you know, we, we want to try to make, you know, you know, this it's, it's standard positioning marketing, right? You in the industry that you're in, you need to understand what industry you're in, but at the beginning stages, you want to make that industry as small as possible because you need to separate yourself from the big, big, big players out there already, right? I like to, we like to talk about like a sailboat, like you're a sailboat when you get started versus a cruise ship or a, uh, you know, a, a carrier, right? A cargo ship, right? These are some big companies out there. And if you're putting your sailboat out there in that vast ocean, then your story is, nobody's gonna hear your story, but if you're gonna put your sailboat um, in that small lake, right? People can really truly understand who you are, they'll hear it, right? So the smaller your industry, the more unique you understand, um, you, you're able to, to understand yourself, the more unique you become, which then makes, your, it's a lot easier to tell your story, a lot easier to share it, a lot easier to, to, to differentiate yourself from all your competitors or the other people, the other products in the industry right? Also, it's a lot easier to onboard your team, your service providers, you're hiring a marketing specialist, or you're hiring a social media coordinator, right? Or you're hiring a, a new developer, right? You don't have to just hope that they hear and, and get who you are. Here it is. This is who we are. And I've had clients literally print their booklet that they, gain, they get from working with us and they pass it out to their, um, Uh, I want to say there, they, she wrote a book. So like a publishing company, she was able to give her identity report to her publishing company and they were able to now cultivate a authentic campaign around her to print her book, right? It just makes everything so much easier when you at least have a checkpoint to start from.
0: Yes, yes. As the senior marketing manager for 43 North, you are just speaking my language here. So I'm very, uh, I'm just loving this conversation. I also loved your analogy with the the boat and, and the cruise ships. Of course, we're in Buffalo, you're in Cleveland, we're both on Lake Erie. And I think you may have sensed this a little bit. One thing that's really unique about these communities and the startup ecosystem in Buffalo is the companies that move here from the bigger cities, they're kind of now that big fish in a small pond and they have the room to grow. But one thing that I think is true across the board, um, especially even for 43 North, myself working in marketing, that companies struggle with is then opening up to the internet because this is the biggest sea there is. You're you're just opening your company and trying to establish yourself on social media channels and, and with SEO. And I know Probably one reason that a lot of companies come to you and they're like, hey, I need a logo, could be for their Instagram page. So, how has the rise of social media affected the way that companies need to tell their story and the importance of hand having your own identity really narrowed down before you go and try to find your place in this vast sea of the social media world?
1: Mm, that's a great question. What I've what's been really uh I think the easiest way to answer that question is you start with social media. That's how people find you. And then where do they go? They're going down this digital rabbit hole to experience your brand. So from the social media post to the link that they click in your bio, right? Then they land on this link tree. And what does that look like? And then they land on your website or your landing page. What does that look like? And then they schedule a call or buy a product, or you know, schedule um, or call you. What does that feel like, right? All of these touch points are more and more important than ever before. It's all digital. If you don't have a digital presence, it's going to be very hard to compete in this day and age, right? So that vast ocean of mm-hmm. our the internet. I mean, you're now we're now playing with Web three, and they're saying that if you're not engaging in Web three then you're already behind the time. So now you're adding this whole other digital medium, right? With NFTs and, and you know, creating your own collection and there's all these different ways to engage your people, your community. And if that's not consistent, if that's not if done with care, where well, you're going to lose people, right? They're going to drop off immediately they're like ah oh, that's too much work or I don't like that messaging or I don't like that image that's that's a that's just a stock imagery. I could tell it's stock imagery or I know that that message was written by AI or you know whatever it is or that's an AI image. you know like all of this stuff is, it needs to be more and more tailored and crafted with an authentic message and authentic touch. Because people are becoming more and more aware of it, because they're inundated with messages all day. Brands they, they they can sift through it, especially if you're specifically targeting a demographic that you align with. You better align with them when they find you, right? Because you got usually got one shot, you know. And then that's my brand perception of you based on that digital experience. So yeah. You know, companies come to us thinking that they need a logo for their social media or for their website, and you know we've we've worked with companies who've had logos for 25 years. Um, one of my favorite companies' stories is a is a company called ITM Trading, which is a gold and silver trading company. Um, Eric Griffin, and if he's listening, I, he knows he loves me. Well, he, great story. He he took it over from his father. Their logo was literally a high resolution photo of being staged on a table, right?
0: <laughs> so try to think of how that and how that works. <laughs> right? So imagine imagine having
1: a globe and books and you know you set it on a table with a tablecloth and you got coins, and they took that photo, and that was their logo, right? And they, you know digitized it and put it, and now it's, it's on their website. Yeah. So, they add, they say they needed a new website and we're like, ah, okay, we can help you with that. But your logo is not going to translate well across all of the digital mediums that you want to touch your clients, right? From your website to the mobile app, to the social media, to this digital booklet, to all of these other things, right? So, we had to take him through that process to update their logo, which was used to identify them, right? To bring them into this day and age where everything is digital. And if your brand does not translate across all those digital mediums, then you're you're insignificant. That's why WhatsApp is updating their design system. I just saw a TransferWise or Wise updated their whole digital um, identity, right? It's all those touch points. And it's not just a logo, it's a whole digital system, right? Visual system from components to color palettes, to fonts, to interactions, to animations, to illustrations, all those things are now wrapping that brand and just creating a logo is not enough. Because yeah, your logo might look great, but then when they finally land on your website, they're like, what is this? You know? So, that's that's how that's how I love to look at it today it's a very very exciting time
0: yeah and one thing that we talked about a little bit when you were here is how it's important for you know this kind of to somebody might sound overwhelming they're trying to get their business off the ground or like oh my gosh I have to make sure all of this stuff is done and I have to hire an agency and what I loved about some companies that were in in that fireside chat is they didn't let the fact that they didn't have it all perfected stop them they started and then they realized when it was time to start working with an agency like a small studio because they're trying to raise money. Maybe they're going to raise their, raise their seed round or their series A. Um, so again, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but why is it important for a company to make sure everything is consistent across all boards before putting their brand and their identity in front of investors to ask for investment?
1: Um, well, I'll, I'll reference sure and because I think there's... What you said is very wise, like don't wait to get started because there's so much that you can do without even a logo, right? You can test, you can validate, you could sell, right? When I finally started a small studio, I finally realized that, oh, I can actually make money without a website, without business cards, right? Exactly. Because you're selling something that people need. You understand that. You don't need a logo to sell things. You might need a business, excuse me, you might need a business entity, right? You might need an LLC, you might need a name to file with the government, but that's it. But you don't need a logo to sell. You don't need a brand to sell, right? Um, So, start, start, start. However, um, in the case of ShareShare, you know, they had already raised money, but they were trying to scale. They already had product market fit. They knew what they were doing. They knew it worked, but they wanted to scale, And when it's time to scale, it's time to make sure you got a solid foundation, right? And consistency. Because if you don't, then now as you scale all of that effort, all of that money that you put into marketing, right? All that time that you spent finding these clients and customers and building these leads and building traffic, right? you're You're putting all of that in your old inconsistent brand or logo or whatever it is old color palette, old brand, um, perception. We call this brand equity, right? So when it's time to grow, you want to make sure you're investing in your brand equity. Cause that's, that's probably one of the most valuable things that you have when you're building a community, you're building products, you're building services, people are, they they're investing in your brand. And if your brand goes to crap, right? What happens? You got a rebrand, you got a PR crisis, right? People aren't going to trust you anymore. It's hard to get that back. So, I like to always, um, this. Is, I use this to, to to really empower a lot of my clients and saying, hey, you're, you're doing great. It's time to go. But don't waste that money and that time and that effort putting it into an old brand that you know you're not going to keep. And that's where I'm like, you already know you're not going to keep it. Why would you start growing when you know you're not gonna keep it. So, you're literally pumping money and time and resources into something old that's gonna change versus pumping those same time, same resources into something real and new and that's going to, I wanna say timeless, that hopefully gonna last you 20, 25 years at least, mm-hmm. right? So, I think brand equity is the answer to that question. Don't waste it because it's like, it's like something that could multiply tremendously over time
0: yeah one of my favorite brand evolutions is probably starbucks if you look at any of starbucks logos you'll know it's starbucks but if you look at their first logo and their current logo they're completely different Mm -hmm. they're completely different and i love that evolution based on how the company um evolves and you mentioned taking the the time and the money to invest in a brand identity. But how much time do you spend working with these companies to build that brand identity? I would assume it's not a short phone call. It's not one phone call. It's probably not two phone calls. This is, this is a lengthy process um, When these founders work with a small studio, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've done my best to empathize deeply with founders over, over the years. I like to say we have our timeline that we want to have, which is typically about 12 weeks. Um, and that's, that's where we're like, oh, yeah, give us 12 weeks. There's no way we're going to fail. But as you know, founders uh, always have deadlines. And, you know, I had that talks with a number of your companies just last week. And it's like, they're like, well, we're doing this and we're doing this and it's happening on this date. I'm like, well, wow. uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to willing to wait? right? And they're always in a rush, right? They're always moving, especially after getting investment. So, um, I'd say eight to 12 weeks is typically what it takes to get that, that foundation set. That's just to understand the, like who they are and what they're attempting to project out into the marketplace. We might have a logo mark. We might have, um, color palettes thought about and and solidified, but now the, the hard part here. And the long-term one and this is why we worked with share for almost a year um, to revamp their brand and their whole mobile application and website is to distribute that new brand into everything that they're doing whether it's their mobile app their website you know their their service offering their products so on and so forth right that takes a good amount of time um i like to say that if we're going to engage a client We need to be working with them for at least three months minimum, because that's how long it takes to start to build a a trust and a relationship and a cadence. And honestly, six months is what I feel like is necessary to do a great job um, working with a client. And we also only take on four clients at a time. So we're very intentional about how we work and who we work with because of everything I just shared. It's like we're not looking for an in-and-out type of project. I always say we don't work for people, we work with people. So, if you're looking for somebody to work for you and do the work for you, that's not us. Because yeah. you got to do the work with us. And, uh, you know, Sure, sure was real willing to do that work with us. And they so lovely mentioned that to the rest of the startups. So, like, well, John's like a therapist. So, um you better be ready to do the work. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, it's definitely worth it. Um, I'll link to Share Share's, um website in the show notes. Everything that they they have put out is beautiful, and they stay on brand all the time now, even in their mm-hmm. presentations that we have with meetings with them or even, you know, you know Ty, Courtney, what they're wearing. They're always on brand. It, it looks so, so wonderful, so it's definitely worth the time investment. And we're very grateful that you came to Buffalo and you talked to so many founders while you were here, not just in the fireside chat, but during the office hours and then happy hour and everything that rolled with it. So I would love to know what was your perspective of Buffalo when you got here? I know you're in Cleveland, not too far away, but was Buffalo, is it everything you thought it would be or more? Maybe less?
1: Um, <laughs> well, I I like to think that Cleveland and Buffalo are very similar. Uh, the only difference is Buffalo's in New York state and we're in Ohio, right? Which are very, very different states right very different it's crazy it's only a three-hour drive but ohio and new york very different culture um uh but i think i think city-wise and just weather and all of that almost identical i feel um the only thing is i first time i came to buffalo was first time i stayed in buffalo was during your um the finals for 43 North. Yep. And
0: it's past October, you came to the
1: yeah. 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 And I told you this when I was there. Y'all are doing things on a whole nother level than even what I saw on the West Coast in startup ecosystems. It's like this it's like this beautiful Midwest grassroots venture fund. That's how i like to think of 43 north and i and i feel like because y'all are at the mt building and you know you're in Seneca one and there's just like this y'all are taking the standard of excellence for venture capital venture funding economic development right all add any other term you want you're taking it to another level and i think that that's what i felt when I was there is there's this there's that Midwest, Midwest love and warmth, right, that comes and I know because I'm from Cleveland. Yeah. However, the beauty that y'all are doing in New York and the economic development and, and you just wrap that all up in the 43 North, you know, blanket, I guess. It's like, man, y'all truly just care. Everybody's giving hugs and, you know, you're feeding your people and, you know, you're hanging out and... Everybody's high-fiving and smiling and, and, you know, even though it's blistering cold out there with 50 mile an hour winds, you're like blowing over trying to get in the door, but when you get in there, it's nice and warm and toasty and uh, I think y'all are doing it really well and, and honestly, I, I think I said this while I was there, I just, I'm, I'm, one of the main reasons why I moved back to Cleveland was to really make sure that they don't make the same mistakes that other communities have made, especially in entrepreneurship Right and venture capital, because we can do something so much different here in Buffalo, right in Cleveland, like these these tier two cities, where it's like, yeah, there's so much resources because they were one of the most thriving cities in the world at one point. But we have this ability to rebuild and learn from all of the mistakes of other communities, whether it's on the West Coast or you know in these bigger cities you know and that's what i feel like y'all are doing and that's why i would help y'all do whatever you need to do anytime
0: <laughs> thank you we're so humbled to hear that and i think what's really unique about cities like buffalo and cleveland is even when you have the success and you have these companies that are going public everything is still for the greater good of the community mm-hmm. and and that that's truly, really, it's not just a tagline you know that's truly something that our our companies when they come here um the, the founders are in the community and they're mentoring people and they're working with schools and they're guest lecturing at at University of Buffalo and I'm sure Cleveland's a very again you said at homegrown kind of feel and it's not like that in some of the bigger cities and on the west coast so thank you for recognizing that um yeah. and of course we welcome you back here anytime and we hope that you come back to 42 north finals again this coming fall Hello. so thank you again this conversation I could talk to you all day I pulled you aside a couple times when you were here just because my marketing hat goes on and I get so excited for these chats but how can we help you? Is there anything that we can do or our listeners can do to help you or a small studio?
1: Um, that's a great question. I, I think, you know, first and foremost, we just want to work with incredible companies. Um, you, y'all are investing in those companies. So, you know, like I, like I came, I don't sell, we don't sell, uh, we, we hundred percent referral for five years. Um, And so we just, that's what, that's what fills us up is just work with great people. So if you know anybody or anybody out there that, that needs our help and wants to do the work that like we did with ShareShare, then that's number one. Um, number two, I think, uh, you know, we're a completely remote studio, so everything we do is digital. Um, and I think, you know, sign up for our newsletter Um, you know, we, we posting jobs, we're, we're doing a, an event next, well, uh, we're doing an event, we're doing, we're starting some really great events because our mission is about empowering creatives to use their gifts to bring peace. So I believe entrepreneurs are creatives, right? Founders are creatives. Um, so that's all we're doing. And so if you want to be a part of our community and, and follow along on the journey and, and hopefully you know embody that same mission to bring peace uh we want to hang out with you so that's that's i think that's it
0: that's beautiful thank you and where can people find you so they can come hang out
1: uh our website is a small studio.com so it's as easy as that uh go on our social media a like small studio co i think on the social, on instagram um yeah just search a small studio we will be the first one that pops up <laughs> um yeah and then I think that that's uh, you know, f- yeah. Um, my 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 handle is John B. Creating um, on Instagram, and you can see a lot of pictures of my my beautiful little daughter on there too.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Yes, I know we bonded over our cute little girls when you were here. I,
1: I know yeah. I told my wife all about yours. <laughs> special
0: time special time. So thank you again for making the time to hang out with us, and hopefully yeah. you come back and see us soon, and not cool. just for vinyl, but we we enjoyed hanging out with you. So
1: I, I, for- I will. I will. Thank yeah. you.